0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to Simon's Pro Wrestling Show. My name is Simon, it's a pro wrestling show, and thank you very much for joining me today. As this has very handily fallen on the 1st of September, 2020, I will use this as a marketing opportunity. Um, That sounds terrible, but basically... I don't know when this happens. All of my personal content is supported by patreon.com forward slash simon316. You can even come on the podcast, should you so wish, via that method, or you can get a postcard, you can get a t-shirt, you can get a cameo type video, join my weekly Q&As, blah, 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 blah. But basically what happens is, at the start every month, I get emails from Patreon going, oh no, all all these people, uh, their money didn't go through, you should chase them. And it just sucks. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to throw it out here. I've done it, we can move on. We will hopefully get back to twitch.tv forward slash simon316, of course. As of next week, I am picking up the laptop tomorrow. It was a bank holiday here in, uh, in in England yesterday, so everything was closed. But tomorrow, I think I will have it back, so if you want to join my live streams, you can. But hopefully, it's been a nice little break, because you just never know. Most importantly, and we get into the wrestling side of things, how great was Payback? I mean, you have to take it in the context that it was presented, given that it was a pay-per-view one week after we'd already had a, had a pay-per-view, but I was so pleasantly surprised. And I mean that from the bottom of my socks. Like, I didn't really know what to expect at all. I knew they were going to have to do something big because why else have the damn thing? But no crazy finishes. Everything was clean as a whistle. Uh, Roman Reigns winning the Universal Championship, to me, made all the sense in the world. I know some people didn't really agree, but when you look at it, at the context it was presented, I was like, what else could you possibly do? Like, one of WWE's massive issues over the last few years have been changing people on a win. And then never really giving it a justification to to back that up. Like my big one was always Shinsuke, Shinsuke Nakamura after he won the Royal Rumble. You know, he fails against AJ Styles at WrestleMania, punches him in the balls. You know, okay, so he's gone heel. But what did he achieve? I mean, what did he actually absolutely achieve? Nothing. <laughs> absolutely nothing. He didn't win the world title. He didn't get any more wins. It was just downhill, 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 downhill. Um... And you kind of get a bit tired after a while. So at the same time, I remember when Naomi turned heel and she came out to bad music and now she was super pissed off, but there was no justification for doing it. So it becomes transparent. Whereas right now, Roman Reigns has teamed up with Paul Heyman. Of course, we need an explanation as to why. He's got a brand new attitude if you don't believe it just go on his uh, his Twitter feed. Oh man, he tore someone to shreds yesterday. I was like, can you imagine how long he's been waiting to do that? And he's also become the Universal Champion and that's the key. And that's a title that he's had somewhat of a love-hate relationship with. There was the incident with Sheamus, Triple H took it off of him, the Brock Troman, the Brock Lesnar's, we know about all of this stuff time and time again. But now once again, him kind of uh, you know, backing, uh, backing out of his usual routine has allowed him to achieve. And that is why I'm so excited about why they did it. Is it a shame that, you know, The Fiend had to sub? Of course it is. But I actually think it's for the it's for the greater good anyway. We now need to come up with good stories and good narratives and ensuring that Bray Wyatt goes in, in, the, in a good direction. But this was the right thing for WWE to do. And that's why it's a shame for Bray. Because, again, it, it's a culminative, culminative thing, even going back to when he was the Swamp Dweller guy, or whatever you want to call it. You know, we've just come to the you know we just come to this we just expect it basically with bray Wyatt. he's never going to be booked properly whereas if he'd been booked awesomely and won the title at hell in a cell and not have to go through all this hoopla then everyone i think would be much more on board but i think it was the right thing to do i'm really intrigued to see what's going to go down on smackdown uh who knows how true this is but there's a rumor going around uh, i'm sad to say anyway because so many people had these theories that roman reigns was going to be the leader of retribution it now appears that retribution is exclusive to raw if that is the true, it sucks <laughs> because it's diluted that group even more, and they were already pretty diluted. I think we've got to the point now where we just have to reveal them. We have to reveal them. We have to, uh, you know, let people know who they are and what they're doing, and you know, there better be some good people under the under the hood, essentially. So uh, yeah, I mean it's it's just it's just not escalating in the way that it needs to. But we shall wait and see. You know, there's always a way to save a good angle. But if you're hoping that Roman Reigns is going to be the leader, I don't think that's true. Um, but I, I really really liked Payback. I was glad Big E got the win. Not the greatest match with Sheamus, but the victory was right. Love the fact that Randy Orton lost to Keith Lee. I thought that thing was done perfectly, and I enjoyed Keith Lee's follow up on Raw, even though some people uh, some people saw otherwise. So yeah, to me. I really had no problem with the show. I thought the finish to Sasha Banks and Bailey in the tag team match rocked. I don't know how I feel about Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax being the champions. That's a little bit of a worry. But you're not going to like everything that any kind of entertainment television show does, as I always try, as I always tried to say. And Bobby Lashley, I assumed, was going to win the US Championship. So yeah, you know, neither here nor there. And the tag team match with Seth Rollins, uh, Murphy, Rey Mysterio and Dominic. Dominic is just great. You have to, again, third match or whatever else, second match there. Absolutely brilliant. So really easy to watch show, two and a half hours. I'm hoping that WWE learns a lot from this when doors do open back up again. Cause it makes you know, even a week on it makes you it makes you want more. And leaving you wanting more is absolutely a, a lost art sometimes in professional wrestling. Uh, obviously, moving forward, we've got All Out this weekend. We will predict that show on Thursday. And Mauro and Arlo sadly left WWE in the last 24 hours too, which I thought... Um, well, it, it's, I mean, it sucks because of the reasons, but it was a mutual breakup, which is always preferred, obviously. And it just sounds like that his mother is ill and he's got other priorities in his life. So you can't get mad at that. you just got to wish him well uh, on the way and... As always, people come out the woodwork and start throwing shots. You don't have to like his work. Of course you don't. You know, it's always going to be specific to the things that you enjoy from professional wrestling. I thought he was a really good color commentator. Not even color, sorry, lead, lead commentator. I think he does great for boxing. I thought he did great for Bellator. I think he was at Bellator. Whatever MMA stuff he did. And I thought he became the voice of NXT very quickly after his uh, shift around within WWE. So, you know, all the love to Lalo. Thank you so much for entertaining me all these uh it must be years now right it must have been a long ass while and he's a pretty inspirational cat too because um you know he deals with all his um his depression and he's got that incredible documentary out and that means a lot to me as well which you'll know if you watch my stuff if not youtube search for simon miller and give me a subscribe so yeah, a win-win all round for me when it comes to uh, Morinato's time in the WWE. Some people are saying maybe he ends up here, maybe he ends up there. It doesn't even matter. They split amicably. Um, and Brock Lesnar's somebody else that not necessarily has split amicably from WWE, but his contract did indeed run out at WrestleMania, I'm going to guess because of the pandemic and because this is just what Brock does. He hasn't signed a new one. Yesterday, all his merchandise got taken down. Uh, And everybody just lost their minds. Oh, what does it mean? And look, here's the thing. Could he go to AEW? Yes. Could he go to UFC? Yes, Bellator. I don't believe in that last one because that to me is like Brock Lesnar, you know, renegotiating with WWE and going to NXT. And that's no disrespect to Bellator, but UFC is number one. And that's the kind of character that Brock Lesnar sees himself as, as he does deserve. So I don't see that. And if, even if AEW offered him millions and millions of dollars to go to Dynamite, Vince McMahon would offer him millions and millions of dollars plus one. Just because they haven't been able to come to an agreement now. If he, he's, There's no way that after everything we've seen with McMahon and Lesnar, that he's, he's going to let that one go. There's plenty of rumors to suggest they're not happy that AEW beats NXT in the ratings anyway. I don't know how well that would work long term, but I do know it would certainly help. So what I think will happen is there'll be nothing for a while. When he can travel from Canada, which I believe is where he lives, he'll come back, he'll be in the WWE, you can all get mad at him again for winning the Royal Rumble or winning the title or whatever the hell they do. I'm a big Brock Lesnar fan if you've never listened to the show before. Uh, more for me, more for me. What an asshole I am. Uh, Rey Mysterio also got injured at payback, which kind of sucked. They announced the uh, match Seth Rollins versus Rey Mysterio for uh, for Raw, which I was actually quite excited about. So it was a real shame when that didn't that didn't happen i think it's the second time it's happened but i you know again you 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 can't get upset with that stuff it's a partial tear of his tricep sounds like he's going to be around about out for eight six to eight weeks it sucks right it just does but i, I hope that he's okay and i think he should stop bringing his family to shows <laughs> it does not work out well but uh, i really like everything they're doing with the mysterios at the moment the most pure babyface wwe has on their roster um yeah, just great. I think that's all the news. I don't think we've missed anything. If I have, you'll just have to forgive me. Uh, we should touch on SmackDown as well, of course, because we've kind of already gone over it. But that amazing, amazing moment at the end when it was revealed that Brock Lesnar was with Paul Heyman. Brock Lesnar. Um, Roman Reigns was with Paul Heyman. Because I had been dubious and more for me. I wasn't 100% sure this was meant to be a, a heel turn. Because I didn't think that was necessarily underlined at SummerSlam, but I'm so happy that I'm wrong. It's one of those great occasions where, you know, I was cautiously optimistic, I suppose, given WWE's track record and more fool me it sounds like they're going all in it sounds like he's going to be champion until Wrestlemania it sounds like they're going to build but proper you know guys to go after him it's what Vince McMahon's always wanted to do and there is no silver lining to the pandemic there's not because people lost their lives but I totally don't think this would have happened without it so I guess it's a small thing that we can smile on because with no house shows and less of a focus on merchandise you can have more fun with your characters I mean they should have done this years ago but we don't worry about that we don't moan about things that you know 10 years ago or today well I'll take today because we can't go back and the DeLorean so yeah great end to Smackdown I actually enjoyed Smackdown from top to bottom I, I really really did um you know the Matt Riddle brought, uh, Baron Corbin stuff was okay but at least Matt Riddle won at the pay-per-view very excited about what they're going to do with Big E um the Alexa Bliss stuff is fascinating not necessarily for me again but I don't mind for all the reasons we talked about a second ago at least they are featuring it and I presume yeah Bray Wyatt the Fiend is going to be a face Braun Strowman will now spin off and do something else and Roman is Roman I like it I want to watch the show I really really do and Sometimes I think it's good to break things down to its most basic level, which again is, do I want to tune in? You do, I do. Raw's a little bit of a different beast. It's the extra hour. The extra hour allows WWE to overthink their content. I truly, I truly, truly think this. Um, And it, it, it's just, it's just mad. Like, so the big hook of the, of the show was we were going to have three singles matches. Randy Orton versus Kevin Owens. Keith Lee versus Dolph Ziggler. Bizarre. And Seth Rollins versus Dominic Mysterio, of course, meant to be Ray. And whoever wins those three matches goes into a triple threat match. Whoever wins a triple threat match becomes the number one contender. Fun enough, kind of what they were doing on NXT recently, but, you know, shortened. Because I suppose WWE didn't want to do it over a few weeks. Which is kind of strange, because they do have few weeks until Clash of Champions. It's just the Dolph Ziggler thing is strange. Like, Why would Dolph Ziggler ever be inserted into that uh, opportunity, given that his track record recently has absolutely sucked? You know, lost to Bobby Lashley, lost to Drew McIntyre twice. Somehow a badass in Raw Underground, but those two worlds are clearly not connected. It doesn't really matter because Keith Lee beat him. But I still thought Keith Lee could beat him a little bit better. But look, he got to the main event. That's the key. Uh, Randy Orton got there as well. I thought that was much better handled because I love all this stuff with Kevin Owens and and Alistair Black. I don't know what, you know, Randy Orton's talking to him in his room, persuading him. Alistair Black clearly has a vendetta against KO. They need to explain that because why wouldn't he be going after Seth Rollins? But I'm sure we'll get there. And, you know, having short matches when they make all the sense in the world and when they're building to a feud you actually want is just awesome. And I thought Dominic versus Seth was great. I think they have awesome chemistry. I really, really enjoy these two. I, I kind of wanted Dominic to win, even though that meant it would have been Keith Lee versus Randy Orton versus Dominic Mysterio, which is way too soon. But more power to the guy. Like, let's just take it day by day. I don't think we need to overthink it. I don't think we need to go, all oh, right, it's too early. No, it's not. We could be all dead tomorrow. Bit much, but true. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I they they were all fine. The Dolph Ziggler one was the only one that, that stood out a mile. And I love the triple threat match. Keith Lee didn't lose. That was my big thing. And I, I probably could have done without the RKO. I think that's fair because Randy wasn't hit that to take out Keith at the end. And then Pinseth, who had been spirit bombed. So we we're kind of getting across this idea that Randy knows that's a devastating move in all of sports entertainment um but it's, it's, no one's going to remember that is the thing what you are going to remember if you remember any of it because I don't believe the modern audience sometimes does we just move on as quickly as we can because we've been preconditioned to do that is that Keith Lee didn't lose Keith Lee was about to have become the number one contender and uh I mean do you spin off into Seth Rollins versus Keith Lee that'd be pretty decent Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre makes all the sense in the world now that we're selling Drew McIntyre's having a fractured jaw I believe they said I'm convinced that Randy Orton will win the title gives Drew a get out of jail free card and I think that's all right as well as long as there's a good story and narrative blah blah boring 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 for Drew McIntyre coming out the other stage that's always the key We can argue all day about who should win and who should lose, but again, Stone Cold Steve Austin won his first world title at WrestleMania 14, and now it kind of makes more sense, he lost it in September, right? So you can do it, and we know you can do it, as long as, again, they always knew that Austin would win it back at WrestleMania 15 against The Rock. So just make sure that's the plan for Drew, it doesn't have to be WrestleMania, because the world is different now. But he has done nothing to insinuate he can't be that guy. So if for a narrative reason you need to take it off of him or for whatever, just make sure you have the plan to put it back on him. And I do think WWE's been doing a lot better with that stuff. Like Sami Zayn returned on SmackDown and they made sure to tell us that he's no longer uh, affiliated with Nakamura and Cesaro. And I dug that because usually WWE will not do things like that. they just go, ah, it was ages ago, who cares? But it makes me feel rewarded for being a fan. So yeah, more of that, absolutely. Also, I love Sami Zayn coming back as his own version of the Intercontinental Champion. He's such an asshole. He's such a dick. I mean, he would still be better as the underdog babyface because there's no one better. But that's like saying pizza or ice cream. I'm going to be happy either way. And Sami Zayn is such a prick. He really, <laughs> he really, really is the way he dances. So yeah, it's, uh, that, that was. I loved SmackDown. I really did. Maybe more than I should have done, but more for me. Uh, as mentioned, Nia Jackson, and Shayna Bazer are the Women's Tag Team Champions. I think the real shame is that we just don't know what they're going to do with these titles. or or, or, you know, There's no teams. They broke up the Iconics for no reason whatsoever. I think it's because Vince McMahon wants to push Peyton Royce, but you still could have, again, turned that into something. Liv Morgan and Ruby Wright are now number one contenders, but they'll be a one and done. I don't think that's a team that's going to have any kind of investment. And then who else is there? I mean, I remember we used to have Tamina, they're on different shows now, or I think they are. Um, I know it was Tamina and Nia Jax. So you can't even do that anyway, because Nia Jax is in a new team. But we absolutely need to start. I mean, you've got Lana and Natalia, I suppose, but it's just the lack of depth. And it's not surprising because the rumor has always been Vince McMahon doesn't like tag teams. And Vince McMahon clearly prioritizes men's wrestling over women's wrestling. So a women's tag team belt is always going to struggle. But Sasha Banks and Bailey have done such good work. And again, I thought that match at uh, Payback was so good that to not have, again, a long-term plan seems uh, like we're letting down the team doubly so because it was meant to be basil and oscar with the championships you can find that advert on facebook right now if you look hard enough that wwe put it out there i don't mind them changing their their minds but that just sounds better to me and they clearly don't know what to do with oscar now because she was kind of involved in a segment with natalia lana and mickey james which just felt all over the place and it's not their fault you know somebody didn't really know what was what was going on like the left arm wasn't talking to the right arm so it sounds like it's going to be Mickie James versus Oscar, and then you have to ask the question, why did she lose to Natalia a few weeks ago? Because this wasn't the plan. And I don't want the women's, the Raw Women's titles and the SmackDown one has been handled so well in 2020, even with all the issues that we've gone through as the human race uh Let's not, uh, you know, let's not drop the ball with with that now. But I mean, Oscar's so great as champ. I'll, I'll always, you know, I'll always get behind it to some to some degree. So it will be all right. I just, again, the plan is so important to me. Clearly, the plan is important to me. And the iconics are are gone. I don't know why. And then later on the Raw Underground, Peyton Royce just allowed Billy Kay to be killed. In fact, was responsible for it. But you'll have to, um <laughs> you'll, have to, you'll have to tell me. I don't have anything. Uh, I don't have anything to do with it. As unless if you're listening to this, you think I work on the booking team. I quit that a few years ago, and for the people that don't understand my sarcasm, that's not true. Uh, everything with the Hurt Business taking on Ricochet, Cedric Alexander, Apollo Crews, and the Viking Raiders were in the mix as well. It's okay, it's fine. Again, I think it needs some kind of a twist. Uh, I'm now convinced that Ricochet is going to go bad guy just because it seems so obvious that it's meant to be Cedric Alexander. Although, of course, the end story here was the Hurt Business choking all three of them out, not the Viking Raiders who had ran off by this point. I think it's Boy Who Cried Wolf again. I expect those three to get laid out all the time. But it's also the fact that I like the Hurt Business a lot. So if you are going to allow them to be in positions like that, I'm kind of like, you know what? This is all right. Because they are coming across like a pretty brute force at the moment. You know, Bobby Lashley is the United States champion. MVP is just great. Shelton Benjamin is kind of hanging in the background. But that's better than he was doing. So let's not say anything in case they get rid of him entirely. So yeah, I didn't think it was the the worst thing in the world but I am confused about you know because Cedric Alexander won that six man tag when he was teaming with Eric and Ivar and MVP smiled about this and then they were just beating the crap out of him and I was like what? What what does that mean? I don't know. As long as it goes somewhere, which is why I now think it's probably going to have something to do with Ricochet instead. A heel turn from either of them would be fine. I think Cedric Alexander would be better. Don't know why, just going off my, my gut feeling and how I feel about Ricochet. But I suppose as long as it gets to Ricochet versus Cedric Alexander, which is what I would assume it would do, then that's... A good feud, if it gets the right amount of time, and again, you know, WWE aren't just doing it for 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 the sake of for the sake of doing it. Very, this is what I mean about RAW. It's just very, 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 very strange. Really, really strange. Like, you know, it turned out that Andrade, Angel, Garza, and the Street Profits are still feuding, which I guess kind of sums up that we don't have plans for the tag team division there, which is is crazy. We just need new teams, and I'm trying to think of teams that could go. The Viking radars, Raiders, that's been you know, that's been done. Seth Rollins and Murphy, that's been done. But it's, they, they teased a breakup with those two. Like everybody on WWE is breaking up. I guess you could do something with the Hurt business. Maybe you know Bobby Lashley is the singles guy and MVP and Shelton Benjamin are the tag team guys. But there's no hint of that at the moment. Like it doesn't feel like that's the direction we're going in. So. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I just I just don't want to see those four go at it anymore. And I think it was done here just so retribution again. Apparently, the Raw exclusive superstars could attack, <laughs> but it, again, because they didn't do anything of real note. well I did like the fact they attacked Selena Vega simply because that says to me that there are women in the group, and I think that was obvious anyway. But it wasn't. I don't know, I don't know, we just need a reveal, and we need to know why they're doing what we're doing, because at the moment they turn the lights on and off, and then they attack people, which is alright, but it ain't great, what was great was Titus O'Neil in Raw Underground, I can't remember the last time we saw Titus O'Neil have a match, I love the fact they put him on here, it, just, i like raw underground even though there's no connective tissue with it whatsoever and it's just people having a fight i look forward to it every single week and i know that will run out of speed uh, and steam eventually but right now i truly truly enjoy it i don't know i'm an idiot you're allowed to you're allowed to roll your eyes with think simon what the hell are you talking about but uh, riddick mox got him and punched him in the balls and that ended that fight but more random wrestlers in raw underground that that's what i'm on about I seem to be in the minority when it comes to the 24-7 title stuff this week. And I do admit it was more entertaining, but I think I'm just done with it. And that's, that's no offense to R-Truth or Tazawa, who I think are doing great with their characters and, and the uh, story they're putting. in. It just feels like Groundhog Day, right? And they, they were more creative with it this week, given that Tozawa was trying to get in the building. But, you know, break it right down, like I said earlier. It's still R-Truth rolls up Tozawa. Next week, Tazawa rolls up our truth and it's just like a tennis game going on and on, and there's never, you know, there's never an exciting shot, or it's just never a winning, a winning hit. It's just this constant, foreverness. I think the title's probably run its course, unless you can figure out a way to to change it up. But again, our truth is great. All you need to do is watch Raw Talk, and he he insulted Angel Garza for having these crappy roses, and it was just he's, he's just amazing. But I just, it's just to run its course. That's it. It's run its course. There's nothing else to do with this. We've done as much as we can, and now there's less story with it than there was we had everything with Carmella and and all the nonsense there it feels like they just assume they have to do something with it when they don't other things have just vanished like Bianca Belair (laughs) she's vanished why can't the 24-7 why can't the 24-7 title Um, there was something else I thought man you've got to talk about that and now I can't remember oh Angel Gaza, that's what it was So when Retribution attacked this match and Angel Garza ran off with Demi Burnett, who I would still like an explanation as to who she is, and I don't mean the girl from The Bachelor, I mean, why is she in WWE? Was this ever actually explained? I'm not 100% sure that it was. But Angel Garza not only legged it with her when Retribution attacked the match, but after she called them retaliation, or whatever she said, he left her stranded. I love bad guy characters like that. Pure and utter scum, utter filth, no redeeming qualities, you know, would push a grandmother into traffic if it meant it benefited him. And you know, because of how it was presented, obviously I hate him. But given that it's made up and fiction, I fell in love with him even more than I already than I already had done. It was very Eddie Guerrero. I don't want. I want to. You know, some people have said that. I want tip to tiptoe around that carefully because I think that's an unfair. Um, an unfair, I can't even think of the word, but uh, comparison, I suppose, to put on anybody because flipping Eddie Guerrero, one of the best ever, but he has something to him. It, not everybody could have pulled that off in the way that uh, the way that he did, and it, and it really, really, really made me chuckle. So yeah, good on, good on Angel Gaza. And there was a couple of more Raw Underground bits. The bit with the Iconics and Shafir and Jessamine Duke were beating people up, and that was kind of cool. Um, and then the stuff with the Hurt business, and then it was the main event where you know Randy Orton did his thing. And I know, I know some people hate Keith Lee's outfit and they hate Keith Lee's music. And no, I don't think they're as good as they were at NXT. But I do enjoy how he's being booked. I really do. Like, he felt like the absolute guy that was in control here when it came to Seth and Randy Orton. You know, two, I said this on ups and downs, two former main eventers, two WWE champions. It's, uh, you know, it's absolutely, uh, this is the kind of thing you want from NXT. And he still had to go through Dolph Ziggler like all people do. But I was massively, massively behind this. I I got a massive kick out of it um would I like to him to have won absolutely yeah, I think that would have been fantastic but he could have lost and I guess it's kind of a shitty way to look at it but I, I think that Vince McMahon is high on Keith Lee that doesn't mean anything hence my pause but it doesn't because we've seen him high on it he's high on Matt Riddle but I don't see Matt Riddle getting a super duper push that's really sort of establishing him as a as a threat but I do think he's in a good position. Whatever his first feud is, if that is Seth Rollins, he needs to absolutely dominate it, however that may be. And if you do that, I think you could be onto something. I've always liked Keith Lee. I tell this story all the time. I saw him when he was on a Defiant show, and instantly I felt like a moron for not uh, knowing about him earlier because he just had it. And of course, WWE needs to allow him to showcase what makes him Keith Lee. You know, we don't want to be just another, another big guy because then what's the point, right? He loses his uh, his specialness. But I'm not going to start making assumptions after two matches, three matches, two with Randy Orton where he won one and, you know, a a, a third where he went up against two of the biggest names that WWE has on Raw and he didn't lose. (laughs) And there have certainly been times in the past where he would have lost, right? He absolutely would have lost. So I'm very, very excited. I am. And I'm intrigued about what they do at Clash of Champions. So it's Randy versus Drew are we going to do, you know, do we do Sasha versus Bailey? Is it time to do that? I mean, I I don't know. I'll have to see what happens on SmackDown. I don't know. Some people are going, oh, they're rushing it. How can they be rushing it? It's a storyline four years in the making. And also, I don't think you want to eke out too much. I think if all of a sudden they did break up on SmackDown, I wouldn't be like, well, that feels out of nowhere. But no, it doesn't. That's absolutely, that's absolutely preposterous. So, yeah, I, I don't, uh, I, I don't buy into that. I don't buy into that at all. I think it all depends on what you want to do with it. I think they've done a great job in making Sasha Banks, um the, the, the more sympathetic of the two. Because we discussed it here, you know, which one goes face, which one goes heel, and it made sense for Bailey to be the heel. But I didn't know how they were going to get that kind of love for Sasha. But she has done more to try and help Bailey than Bailey has done to help her. You know, that's just, that's just the fact. Especially because you know it was her trying to rescue her best friend at Payback, and then Shayna Baszler locking in that. Uh, the, the sort of the choke such a good finish man such a good finish man was, I loved that match and again I think it was a case of my expectations being low because I just I don't like Nia Jackson, and Shayna Baszler as a team I hate the whole oh you're my enemy but my blah friend whatever the hell that thing is I just it never ever 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 works and WWE always does the same thing in the sense that they um you know if, if you fall out with your tag team partner you somehow become tag team champions i <laughs> just i don't know it's, it's so weird i also think i would have preferred an oscar versus Shayna baszler title run on raw because we know what they can do together after we saw uh after we saw you know their their matches in nxt and i think sometimes it's good to put your best foot forward and why couldn't you have had tamina as nia Jax as the team or or whatever you know i just think you shuffle the people around although i'm not upset about mickey james versus oscar i think that'd be a great match and it is fresh and i do feel like uh yeah, I do feel like um Mickie James has been built built well given somewhat of a duff hand since she since she came back to, to WWE which I find very very weird because she's one of the best wrestlers they have in my very 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 humble opinion. Um I think that's it. Oh, I just found out that Jabroni is one of the 600 new words added to the dictionary. So there you go. If you were, <laughs> what a strange, what a strange update to receive. So if you wanted to know that you you now do. Uh, Obviously, we've got NXT. Let's run through the NXT show tonight because I will get this up before then because it will go up on Tuesday, obviously. Can I get the card is the question. I do not know the answer to that. I can. Oh, we should talk about Wade Barrett too. Right, so the card is Bronson Reed versus Timothy Thatcher, the street fight with the NXT tag champs taking on Isaiah Scott and Legado Del Fantasma, Uh, and the 60-minute Ironman match. Adam Cole, Finn Balor, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano. We'll talk about that in a second. Wade Barrett did commentary for NXT last week. It now makes sense why he's negotiating to do a full-turn return to commentary because... Uh, marilano has left as we've already said absolutely awesome as far as i'm concerned i've always liked wade barrett i always thought he was underused uh would, does this lead to an in-ring return it can do like sting was never going to come to wwe ultimate warrior was never going to come back these things can lead to bigger opportunities so i would absolutely love it if wade barrett did come back so I'm I, I'm just a big fan of him. And he's, and he's proven on... It sucks for NWA where he was commentating, but they're not running shows at the moment. And he can't just stand still. So I really, really hope something happens with Wade Barrett, be that a more prominent position or just a long-term position, even if he doesn't get back in the ring. And man, look... NXT has crappy baby faces because Adam Cole is a tweener Finn Balor is a tweener Tommaso Ciampa is a heel and Johnny Gargano is a heel it would be nice if there was a good guy to properly root for but you know the idea of heels and faces is kind of dead anyway in 2020 not that I think it should be but from a fan's perspective to this kind of match it is and given that it's for the vacant NXT title on an unopposed NXT given that it is happening on Tuesday I think it could be one of the matches of the year I know that's not a hot take and everybody is saying it I don't think you give it to Adam Cole because I think he's just come off a massive title reign. I think Finn Balor has a major shout to get it because he hasn't been the NXT champion since he returned. That would be my personal pick. I think that he just opens up the doors. I think because as well... You can't turn Tommaso Ciampa, you can't turn Johnny Gargano, I don't think. And I would love to have a super-duper baby face at the top of the NXT tree for a while. And I think with the right opponents and the right tweaking, Finn Balor fits that role perfectly. He can still have the brand-new attitude, he can still be pissed off, but he can still be Finn Balor, and everybody loves Finn Balor. But ultimately, whoever wins, I'm not going to be upset. A small part of me thinks that maybe it would have been better to not announce the iron man match because you already know tune in for the last 10 minutes but again there's four people in there i can't remember the last time i saw a 60 minute four-way iron man match maybe i never did um i get confused too just fatal four-way mean you get elimination no it can't do that wouldn't make any sense it wouldn't be an iron man match what stupid thing to say but i'm very excited about it as you can probably tell so two thumbs up for that i will pick finn balor to win Let me know who you think is going to win and we'll address that later in the week. But that's absolutely uh, phenomenal. And then, of course, we have the Go Home Show, which I will get up now, which I meant to do before started, but I didn't because I'm a moron. Uh, The Go Home Show for All Out, which I also think is going to be a great show, at least on paper. And we have, if I can get it up, everyone's just talking about NXT on this thing. So we have John Moxley versus The Lawyer. <laughs> I quite like that lawyer. I think he's done quite well, uh, quite well in that role. So I don't know what that says about me. But even though he is a trained professional wrestler, I mean, Moxley's got to kill him, right? Of course he does. He has to absolutely, absolutely ruin him within, a, within an inch of his, within a of his life. And then I think we're going to get a good idea about what they're going to do. Um at the pay-per-view between Moxie and MJF though, because I still can't I still can't call that. But given how that angle goes, may give us a little bit of an idea, or maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. Also getting Chris Jericho versus Joey Janela, which is a match we never thought we'd see even a year ago. But hey, 2020 is a crazy time. Strangely, we're getting the Santana and Ortiz versus Best Friends match, which I thought it'd say for the pay-per-view, so maybe there's something in that. Um, private party is teaming with scu uh to take on the young bucks and the jurassic express and i think what happens is whoever wins so if the young bucks and jurassic express wins they will then face each other to try and become the number one contenders or something very convoluted and weird but that match will absolutely rock and again yeah john moxley will face mjf's lawyer and he can use the paradigm shift i'm sure they'll announce some more stuff as well i'm sure orange cassidy will will fit in there to a certain degree uh, we'll talk about all out later of course sorry on a later show i should say but i think there's a couple of good days of resting. again i thought raw was decent i think nxt tonight even though it's a one match show who cares i think that will rock AEW dynamite to me is always excellent when they're building up towards a pay-per-view especially one as big as as all out so yeah count me in for all of this i think everything is is ticking along very very nicely and that makes me happy what else can I possibly say? The Big Show show, Big Show's Netflix um, program, also got cancelled, which was a shame. I'm not gonna lie, I never watched it. It wasn't. That's not true, actually. I watched a couple of episodes. I thought it was okay. I thought it was quite cute, but it wasn't really for me. But that still sucks. Like it does still suck. He. Uh, there was talk of him doing a second season. He was very exciting about it, but I think the problem is they were probably betting on kids to watch it, of course, but I think they were probably betting on wrestling fans to tune in as well. And I just don't think there was enough interest in that sense. But Big Show will be fine. I saw quite a funny joke online that it will come back, but it would just be a a, a bad show (laughs) because it would have turned. I thought that was quite good. That was quite nice. Let's answer some questions, which again, if we can't do the show live... I will always put them on Facebook. You can join the Facebook group. Just search for Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast, the old the old version, and we can go from there. Uh, Thomas Speller says, I love AEW, but this is the least hype I've been for one of their pay-per-views. Am I wrong? Will it be a good show? That's a very interesting thing to say. I mean, I'm quite excited about it. I mean, let's get up the card. Again, I, I want to save that for later in the week when we're quite closer and we know what happened at the go-home show. But and we'll compare it to last years as well i mean john moxie versus mjf i'm 100 in for you can't use the paradigm shift Uh, my massive intrigue comes in the sense that i think mjf should win and how you pull that off i don't know but i think that would be huge chris jericho versus orange cassidy the mimosa mayhem match i think is stupid but i think they'll put it off because i assume that orange cassidy is going to win without pinning chris jericho and that's still a win for orange cassidy as we've already talked about earlier so that to me has something special to it FTR versus Kenny Omega and Adam Page for the championships, uh, the tag team ones. FTR has to win that, and I think this is when this whole angle absolutely explodes. I mean, they're teasing on BTE that Kenny Omega's coming back as the cleaner, Adam Page is off the rails, falling out with the elite. I think that'll be fire. Uh, Shida versus Thunder Rosa I also think will be good, because Thunder Rosa is a really good wrestler, and so is Shida. I think Thunder Rosa has a tune-up match on AEW to get that across, so that will rock. I mean, more for me. I did a slip of the tongue on AEW Dynamite a couple of weeks ago, what I called a Thunder Rose, and everyone thought I just didn't know who this was. I'm not allowed to make any mistakes in my life, but I appreciate the love. I appreciate the engagement. Uh, we've got the Casino Battle Royal, which I always enjoy. They're not always great, but I think they're fun at least. Uh, Darby Ann and Lance Archer, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, Pentagon Phoenix, The Butcher of the Blade, Eddie Kingston, and who the hell knows who else. I think there's 20, 21 people, maybe 21. I'm not in it, but of course I would be in it if they asked. I imagine someone like Kip Sabian and... Uh, Jack Evans and uh, Helico I imagine they'll all be in it too Uh, the Dark Order versus Matt Cordona Scorpio Sky and the Natural Nightmares I didn't know about that so there you go eight-man tag team match it's a shame the TNT championship's not being defended but I suppose it's a way to keep the belt on Brody without um, having to do anything else Apparently it's just a a, to be decided, oh yeah, so we've got the TBD tag team match, which again comes off the match on Dynamite, and then Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara in a broken rules match, and if Hardy loses, he must leave AEW. Um, I did read what a broken rules match was, and now I've forgotten because I'm an absolute moron, so my eyes are frantically scanning this page to see if anyone's written about it and then realize I can just type in broken, and it will probably tell me. No, it doesn't. the winner will be the last man standing determine one man can't answer referees 10 count the finish can take place anywhere there must be a winner and if matt loses he'll leave AEW forever which kind of insinuates that matt harley will win but again i suppose it's not a real win because he's not actually going to pin him it's a a last man standing match i don't know i think that sounds pretty good i mean if you compare it to the years prior i think the years prior was better because it's moxie jericho right um no, the years prior was Adam Page versus Chris Jericho, of course, because Double or Nothing is where Moxie won. So you had Jericho and Adam Page for the first ever world title, the Lucha Brothers and the Young Bucks for the AAA Tag Team Championships, Cody and Sean Spears, good match, Riho Shida, good match, Dark Order Best Friends, I enjoyed it, Havoc, Darby Allen, Joey Janella, Pack and Kenny Omega, which also rocked, SoCal, uh, so SCU versus Jurassic Express, and Private Party defeated Angelico and Jack Evans, and Nyla Rose won that battle royal for the women i think they're kind of equal quality point is i'm excited i I think it will be i think it will be quite good um robert jackson no question just really excited to see what roman will do as a heel also really looking forward to all out there we go we just balanced it out that quickly you and me both brother you and me both Babek says simon hope you're well my man what are your thoughts on the next storyline regarding the search for sean spears tag team partner especially since you were the front runner and i was flipping rooting for you love from hamburg thanks man Look, it's one of those things. Uh, I think you can probably blame it on the pandemic. Do do I know if I was going to be brought into AEW? I think it was a long shot. But, you know, dare to dream and and enjoy all that kind of thing. Um, Ultimately, it was... Well, it was. It was the the pandemic changed everything because then fans were going away i remember that was on march the 11th i believe or the march the 10th i remember the AEW was march the 11th i think my um uh, ups and downs was march the 11th and then a week later or two weeks later we're all locked down and the world is you know the world is shutting down and stuff like that which caused AEW and WWE and all manner of wrestling companies to think of their feet and we all know what happened from there it's only really been the last few weeks that i think both um have found a new rhythm with the thunderdome and fans being allowed back in in small measures I think the real kicker for me is that they were going to come over to the UK, so that just lets your brain, again, dream a little bit, but it doesn't matter. People died during this thing, and the, the real crusher for me was that I didn't get my Sami Callahan match over WrestleMania weekend, because that was all booked, that was a real thing. I had my flights, I had my hotel, lost a hell of a lot of money, which is why around that time you may have been seeing me pushing quite hard for Patreon, etc., but everybody had stuff like that they lost right? it wasn't it wasn't just me and again if someone said simon do you want to lose a loved one or lose that well i turned out to be the lucky one so it was a massive shame i would have loved even if i just got brought in to have my ass kicked you know what, what a crazy thing to be able to say that you did but the future is a wonderful time and the future is a wonderful place so we'll wait and see stewart says will bob backland be at all out and should bob backland replace hayman as Reigns' advocate so, Stuart, you're having a fun day. I'm going to answer both questions, though, as I promised I would. Will Bob Backlund be at All Out? No. And will and should Bob Backlund replace Heyman as Reigns' advocate? No, what he should do is go to New Japan with um, the former Darren Young. I can't remember his real name. Because I'm pretty sure he's debuting for New Japan. And obviously, that was all about make Darren great again. So those two should come back together. So that should be the plan. Shelby, Simon, how is your car? Oh, man. I desperately miss the hand on the heart you do on YouTube Lives. Is there a way you could incorporate it again? Uh, My car is a struggle. I was stranded over the weekend, as you will know if you watch Smackdown Ups and Downs. Very difficult to get back home, and it's currently being fixed for the second time. I likely need a new car. Let's hope that's not true. Cars are really expensive. The problem with YouTube is this. Somebody once told me, as I've talked about a while ago, that if you stream on YouTube, it affects your views. So I tried it, and then didn't really think it was different. Then one day I thought, I'm just not going to stream for a month, and alas, I believe they were Right. Because ever since then, uh, things have been a little bit better on YouTube. So it means if we are going to do anything, we're going to do it on twitch.tv forward slash Miller 316 Hopefully that's the same. Hopefully it doesn't make a difference. I know some people have brand loyalty to certain com- uh, companies. But it is a live streaming service. And I just think it suits it better. So from next week, when I can finally get my laptop back, which also broke. August was not good for things uh, staying in shape. Uh, yeah we'll do it twice a week we'll do it Tuesdays we'll do it Thursdays or whatever fits the the particular seven day period but hopefully that's okay it certainly hasn't gone away we're just in flux at the moment Edward says how would you book the retribution angle going forward it's losing steam in my opinion pretty damn fast just reveal them reveal them next week uh give us a reason as to why they're there put them in a decent feud hopefully it does mean that we can actually have challenges for the street profits that's the one good thing right there's a bunch of them they can have a couple of tag teams but that's what I think we need at the moment they're just turning up and beating people up you know, again, it was escalating a little bit, but now we're going the other way. So that's what I would do. Let us know who these people are. Why do we care? Why do they care? Why are they called retribution? You know, what is the retribution that they want? Who 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 wronged them in a past life, or whatever it's going to be. At the moment, it's just Lights flicker, beat up. Lights flicker, beat up. Now, apparently not on SmackDown. It's a lot of convoluted and weird stuff that we need to get away from. So that's what I would do. And I would do it pretty damn soon. Whether or not, or not I don't know. Uh, Alain Sullivan says, oh, my first name is said... Erlon, spelled way different than it said. Erlon, okay, Erlon. I think that's right. Maybe it's a Yulon. Uh I'm just gonna call you dude. Yo, dude. <laughs> How would you put Keith Lee's push going forward? I think he should become uh WWE champion as soon as possible within the reason of good storytelling. Ah, it's Kh2. Good to see you, my friend. Hashtag Oscar up always. I never have a problem with people coming in if WWE genuinely wants to push them and making them champion, because instantly you've told everyone that doesn't know them this is a big deal. So I certainly agree with you there. But I also get you can't do that with everyone, right? That would be absolutely ludicrous. So you have to find uh you have to find a balance. At the moment, I think they've done quite well with Keith Lee, right? Again, beaten Randy Orton, didn't lose on Raw. And really they should have written down. On a piece of paper, when he's going to win the championship, right? I know that sounds a little bit weird, but if you know where you're going, it's so much easier to get there. And that should be the same with Big E, and that should be the same with Drew if he loses it. It should be the same with everyone. But having him go into big feuds with the like of a Seth Rollins, or I mean, not Dolph Ziggler. And why are they going to do that feud? I don't think that carries enough weight. I'm trying to think who else has a main event status on on Raw and at the moment I can't think of anyone my brain escapes me so let's just say Seth Rollins and have him win and build him up and actually allow fans that don't know who he is believe in them you know I think that's the key and it's a a good start I'm not being a naysayer like so many people are I'm not being a negative Nancy I'm being a positive Pete I think there's a good plan here If you could sort out something with Brock Lesnar and come him back to have a few with Keith Lee and have Keith Lee win, I think that would be fire. Some people say they wouldn't do that. Brock Lesnar will do whatever you tell him as long as you pay him. He has proven that time and time again as long as he also believes his opponent to be worthy. Right? That's it. That's the only two things he needs. He doesn't care about winning, doesn't care about losing. He cares about cash. So that's certainly something that I would be trying to do. And I'd be happy for WWE to break the bank with that. Even if it meant that at one point Brock had to be the WWE champion again. I wouldn't care because Keith Lee had beaten him. So... I tried to be arranging something like that. Do I think it's going to happen anytime soon? No. But am I excited? Yes. Uh, Colin Robson says, when is the fight between you and Top Hat Gaming Man taking place? Well, we don't know. That ties into the pandemic as well. It has been booked. That match, if you know about Top Hat Gaming, man, he's also a wrestler, uh, sort of a you know YouTuber wrestler hybrid like myself. And I promise that, yeah, as soon as we can, we'll do it. I'm desperate to get back to wrestling. John Altman, what's next for Champa and how will NXT handle the cross injury? Well, he's retired the championship, as we know, or given it up. Uh, well, Tommaso Champa has come back in as a mega heel, so I don't think you need to put the. What I would do is I would give Finn Balor the win, and then I would feud Champa and Finn Balor. That's what I would do. I'm not saying it's anything original or amazing. But I think that would be, I think that's a cool little thing to do. I really, really do. Whether or not they do it, I don't know. I and mean, it sucks for Karrion Cross. I don't know whether he needed surgery or not. I don't know what his ETA to come back is. But again, talking about people coming in and getting amazing pushes, while I personally would have, I felt, I just felt like it damaged Keith Lee as well as promoting Keith, uh, Karrion Cross. That's the kind of thing you want to do. Because I straight away think, oh, wow, Karrion Cross, he's a big deal. What an amazing guy. Uh, Becky says what are your thoughts on the direction of the AE women's division now that Ivelisse and Diamante won the deadly draw tournament oh we've done this last week sorry about that we've done it again and I said that I thought um I thought it should be okay I mean the, the, the dynamite match last week with who the hell was it it was Britt Baker not really reba penelope ford and big swole was one of those things that didn't really click and come together which was a shame however i do enjoy the story between Britt baker and big swole especially because now big swole gets to pick a stipulation whenever they do fight it's not at all out because i don't think that Britt baker has recovered it's kind of difficult because everyone's going to make mistakes and, you know, a lot of the women that AEW have are a work in progress. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's hard to learn on the job, but I suppose that's what they've got AEW dark for. But at the same time, it would be ridiculous to watch a show like that and not be aware of something not being not being top tier. So I, I am all right with the AEW women's division at the moment. I think bringing in Thunder Rosa, a girl that knows what she's doing, is absolutely awesome. And I think that will kick a lot of ass. Uh, I don't think sheila should lose the title, but she just needs to be put in programs that, like, well, like, w, w, AEW is awesome at their men's storylines. Like, they, they connect, and they go here, and they go there, and there's a plan, and blah, 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 blah. But they don't really do that for the women, aside from the ones we've already touched upon. So we just need to do that more. We need to establish that the AEW Women's Champions is something that you want to that you want to go after. I don't know. We'll wait and see. I'm enjoy- I enjoyed AEW, and I, I pretty much enjoyed all wrestling over the last over the last week or so and I didn't think that was going to be the case given how many shows we'd had I still think we have too many shows and I think especially during the pandemic we've we've decided to to go crazy with it (laughs) it is what it is right It, it it is what it is it's um at least at the moment things are interesting, especially because everybody thinks Brock Lesnar is going to go to AEW or Brock Lesnar is going to go to Impact, which is absolutely hilarious. And I'm 99% sure will not happen. Vince McMahon won't allow it. Well, how weird was it that Vince McMahon was on SmackDown too? Well, that was never established, was it? It's just he's back. It's like okay, I don't mind it. I like seeing Vince. It always makes me it makes me laugh. I get freaked out how old he is. Not in a bad way, just because you know age kicks all our asses. You can't you can't get away from it, but. Yeah, that kind of uh, kind of just it just blows my brain. Blows my brain. Absolutely blows my brain. And on that note, I think that that's everything we need to talk about on this Tuesday. Thank you as always for joining me. If I ever do forget anything, please message me and we can talk about it on the next show. Uh, that one may be live, but I don't think I'm going to be able to, to get everything reset back up my laptop in time, but it will be next week thank you very much for your patience. Again, patreon.com forward slash simon316. If you want to come on the podcast or you just want to support me, that would rock. Check out my YouTube channel such as Simon Miller, twitch.tv forward slash simon316. We'll get back to Instagram and Twitter at simon316. Shout out to pinsandknuckles.com, pinsandknucklesmerch.com for always helping me with my merchandise requirements i think that's pretty much it you take care of yourselves enjoy the wrestling enjoy nxt tonight enjoy aew dynamite on wednesday night then we'll catch up before the big all-out show and then we can enjoy yet another crazy weekend of professional wrestling but more importantly thank you so much for taking some time out of your lives to listen to me rant and rave it still blows my mind i'm able to do this and have a platform to do so and i'll talk to you again very soon